the three readings that the church presents to us today, uh, while they have a thread in common, they, they're looking at Joseph like a mirror ball from different facets, huh? And uh, unfortunately, I think Joseph suffers from some of the same problems that God does insofar as in this day and age, it's not very popular to use masculine pronouns. And so we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's unfortunate. Just because we had maybe a bad experience with the father doesn't mean that we can't ever call anyone father again. And I I just called to your attention, Joni did a beautiful job with the environment today. So it's not about miracles and all kinds of fancy things. It's about what? Work. (laughs) It's about work. We know that Joseph was a carpenter. We know that that was what he was training Jesus in because he was around the house. And so it was really by the sweat of his brow. We know more about Joseph in that way, except for his dreams. Except for his dreams. And that was really what guided his life. The major directions that he took were because of the dreams that he had, those, those inspirations that came to him uh, through the Spirit that helped him make really important decisions in his life. In the first reading that we have from Second Samuel, we, we hear this, this kind of construction theme. It's he who shall build a house for my name. A house for my name. Names don't need a house. So what does he mean? It's the kingdom, huh? I will make his royal throne firm forever. I'll be a father to him. He'll be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me. Your throne shall stand forever. So what's this really all about? It's about a relationship. So if you think about that from a building standpoint, if you you ever had the opportunity to stand in a structure as it's going up and look at the supports, if there was no relationship, there would be no structure. So it's how things rely on each other that the building comes forth. It's the model for the church. We take that then to our second reading today we have from Paul to the Romans. And he talks about this idea about becoming the father of many nations. And so it was very early in the church that, that Joseph was proclaimed as the, universal, or the guardian of the universal church. Pretty interesting for somebody who had very few lines in the scriptures. In fact, if you think about Mary and Joseph together, they didn't say much. If we didn't have Mary's Magnificat and her conversation with the angel, we wouldn't know much about her. We know even less about Joseph. But we know about his obedience. We know about his unwillingness to expose Mary to the law when she was pregnant. We knew that he took great strides to perfect or to, to uh, uh, present and, and protect their lives. So really, one of the most significant things about uh, calling Joseph Jesus' father, we refer to him as a stepfather, is this gospel from Luke. And it's really Mary's words. And if you think about that for a minute, they were people really never traveled by themselves. You always traveled in your clan in those days. And so they went to the festival And it's kind of like taking your extended family on a pilgrimage or a vacation. And so they thought, well, he's around here someplace. And then we hear, quite specifically, uh, 
They journeyed a day and looked for him among the relatives. He wasn't there, so they went back to Jerusalem. Not an easy thing to do. Three days looking in Jerusalem. So while Mary and Joseph heard when he was presented to, in the temple that there was going to be something very important about this son, they still didn't understand at all. And so they were anxious. And when his parents saw him, were astonished. And his mother said, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you. So by her own lips was that confirmation. And then is this last part, and Jesus kind of turns this, and relatively sure the scriptures tell us that Joseph and Mary didn't understand this. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? What are you talking about in my father's house? But they did understand what he said to them. And so the most important thing that we find out about Jesus in his growing up years is in that last line. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. I think as we look under the patronage of Joseph, and Joseph has been, since about the fourth century, has certainly been recognized as Jesus' father. But as we look at that, how it happens in our own lives and how we look to him and revere him, we, we hear that it really is kind of a, a testimony of silence. A testimony of silence. He lived his life. He was very obedient to what he was asked to do. And he worked very hard at that. Not flash in the pan, not miraculous, not terribly exciting, but just like those tools, accomplished a purpose. So we pray on this solemnity of Joseph, the prayer that says, Joseph, always be our protector. May your inner spirit of peace, of silence, and of good work, and of prayer for the cause of his holy church always be an inspiration to us and bring us joy. In union with your blessed spouse, our most sweet and gentle and immaculate mother, and in the strong yet tender love of Jesus, the glorious and immortal king of all ages and all peoples. Amen.